Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. Hello. What is everyone doing? I hope you are having an amazing day. I hope it's just the most magical fucking day ever. No, I really do. I know that sounds sarcastic as fuck, but I do mean it. I really hope you're having a great time. It is hot as fuck here. Once again, Indiana has entered Satan's butthole and we're just going to hang out there for a few days. So, yeah. Love it. But it is the beginning of August. We are in spooky season or pre-spooky season, but you know what? It's close enough. I got all the awesome Halloween decor out at at work at DG so there's Halloween all over the place and I am so fucking excited because now I can go buy home decor at the stores everywhere here like everywhere I go we'll have it as opposed to having to wait until this time of year or you know order online which is not as fun it is because like I buy everything online pretty much I hardly ever actually go like into stores unless it's like where I'm out at work and like once a month I go, you know, to the big city to go shopping or something. But almost everything I buy is online because I don't have time to go anywhere besides home. So I did get my Bath and Body Works Spooky Season lotions. They were on sale. So I got like four or five. I was going to get more and then I don't know. I was just in a hurry. I was like, let me just get this going and then I'll buy more. And then I was like, fuck, the sale ended. So I was like, well, shit. So it is what it is, but I have four so far. We all know I'm going to buy more because it's a real problem. I can't help it. But oh well, because I will use them and I love them. And the bottles are so cool this year. They're super cute. I am obsessed. We got some actually really good decor in at um, Dollar Journal this year, so I'm pretty pumped for that too. Uh, it's it's hit and miss with DG with their um, decor. It's either really cheesy or really fucking cool and spooky. So I uh, like, was getting everything put out and setting up the big display. I took a picture and then I instantly took a bunch of it off because I bought it. <laughs> well, I haven't bought it yet. It's in my, um, it's in my office. I'm going to buy it tomorrow with a $5 coupon, but... Yeah, so, um, it's a real problem. I, uh, I can't help it a little bit, so. But it's cheap as shit. It's not, like, super expensive. It's a pretty good deal. And, y'all, why we're talking about good deals, Timu? Oh, my God. Y'all, I have just went overboard with Timu, and it's become a problem. And when I say overboard, I don't mean, like, you know, I blew hundreds of dollars. I mean, like... Everything's like the cheap stuff that I was looking at. It's like 89 cents, 99 cents. But that adds up after a little bit. But I got like 10 things for like, fuck, I don't know, like $22 or something. I got a 30-pack of stickers that go on like your, um, like on spell bottles or different things. And they are the cutest things ever. They were 89 cents. They're fucking adorable. I'm so excited. I should have bought more, but I only bought one pack. But they're super cute and I'm in love. So... That is uh, my guilty pleasure now is Timu because it's so cheap, but you can get very dangerous in there. I will say, though, so I got that dress that I posted a couple weeks ago. Uh, 
on Instagram, I think in the group too. I got it for like eight bucks, so I was super excited, but I expected since it was, um, it was from, the stuff's clearly from China, so I expected I needed to like size up, and that was incorrect. I definitely could have sized down on a few things, but I'm still happy with it, so it's fine. Trevor and I got these actually really cute shirts from Timu for five bucks each. They say, uh, Buffalo Bills Body Lotion. It's got the death mouth on it, and it says it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. And, y'all, my ASM at work, my assistant manager, I was showing her the picture, and she's like, Buffalo Bills, since when did you watch football? I'm like, uh, no, no, like, Silence of the Lambs. She never heard of it, never seen it or anything. I'm like, how the f- who the fuck has not heard of Silence of the Lambs? She's like 36. How the fuck has she not heard of Silence of the Lambs? I don't know, but she's going to learn because she's going to have to watch it. Like, I'm literally going to order her as her boss to sit and watch that movie. Like, I don't care if you have to do it while you're on the clock. Go sit in the office and watch that fucking movie so you can see what I'm talking about. So, has everyone been doing good or are we... Are we holding tight, holding through, um, if you were listening to this during the, um, early release, then you have about a week to prepare, I believe, let me double check my timing here, okay, so you, if you're listening to this on day of release for the paid subscribers, if you're listening to this on the weekend of the 5th, 6th, You've got one, two, about two and a half weeks to prepare. If you are listening to this on the day of release, for everyone else, you've got about a week and a half to prepare. Mercury is getting ready to go back into retrograde on the 23rd. And I don't really know how I feel about this. So I told you guys my inventory was supposed to be up. Uh, October 17th, which would be great. I have plenty of time. Like, I've known that for several months now, um, since May. So, I got a five-month warning that my inventory would be October 17th. I would have plenty of time to prep and prepare and be ready. And then last week, I found out that my inventory got bumped up to August 30th. And there's a couple things wrong with that. Number one, that cut my prep time down by two and a half months a month and a half, somewhere in there, it, it cut me down by a lot of time. Way too much to cut down for a full-ass store inventory. Secondly, y'all, it is a full moon, and not only just a full moon, a super full blue moon, with Mercury going into retrograde one week before. So, we need to manifest some really good vibes coming my way for all of that. Like, Please, please, put your manifesting hats on and help my ass, like, because I'm going to need it, and so am I. So, with that said, I want to apologize for last week's episode. I was, I thought I didn't need to write down any notes. I thought I could just go by talking about everything I've been going through and all the changes I made and how wonderful this basically like um, 
micro compartmentalization of everything has been going because it has been absolutely fucking wonderful. It's been a game changer. I thought I could just talk about my experiences and how I've been doing things and that my ADHD ass would remember everything that I wanted to say. Uh, It didn't, and it all came out really jumbly, but I hope that you got the gist of the episode, and I hope that after listening and carrying on with the rest of your day, week, month, whatever, that it kind of sank in and hit you a little bit more, and some of the things really impacted and and stuck with you. Um, I did, did go a lot differently in my head, and for that reason, I will never not write down notes with reminders of what I wanted to say so I don't forget things or get out of order. Um, I actually, so last week we um, had been out on the paddleboard much later than we had originally anticipated and we had to still go get the truck and of course had some stuff going on with work so I was a little late on it so that made me rush and Uh, yeah, so, and on top of that, I was so fucking sore from paddleboarding and being out in the sun all day. Our bodies hurt, our legs are tore up, we were just falling apart, but then we got sick, and, um, if you guys notice, I'm really sorry I did not post a YouTube video this week, I just felt like absolute crap, um, I always get, like, a summer cold, and I blame it, like, a lot of my sinuses and shit, but honestly, I don't even know what it is anymore. It's just been, like, hanging on for so long. And it comes and goes. Gets better and goes away, blah, blah, blah. But this time, Trap got it, too. So I think it might actually be, like, a legit summer cold. I don't really know. But it's still hanging around a little bit. I've got the sniffles. Um, we're just feeling a better. We get a little bit of achy body. It's been hanging on. But it's, it's not near as bad as what I've had in the past. So I'm okay with that. Um... So last week was a little bit um, crazy with that episode. Of course, I'm you know I'm stressing about the whole house thing. We're still trying to get that figured out, work stuff. And one of my full-time key holders let me know last night that they are um, they've accepted another job somewhere else, which I completely understand. Like I knew um, it was going to be way too much for them, and that's totally understandable. I always want to see somebody better themselves, so I'm not upset. I just don't have any. Um, anything lined up to cover that because I'm still trying to get people trained and I have no applicants so um, I uh, I have my ASMs on vacation she went back until two today so I only get one day off this week I don't get Monday off I only get Sunday off which means I have to do two days worth of things that I normally do on my days off and one on top of all the other shit I need to catch up on that I'm behind from uh, working over and working late and dealing with shit this week so it, but it's fine because we are going to manage that time out put everything in little increments take care of shit together and we will be good so that is uh, where we are at <laughs> but I've been struggling with self esteem lately really badly uh in my whole life, honestly, I've been struggling and things had just been really hard. And it's not just like my body, my looks, it's my, my whole persona, my soul. Sometimes I wonder and I, I worry, am I, am I good enough? Like 
Am I doing too much? Like, I literally stressed about last week's episode so much until I reminded myself, hey, we're not doing that anymore. Remember, we are going to see the white cars. So, self-esteem's been an issue with me for my entire life. My weight's been up and down. I have stressed over friendships. I have stressed over family. I have just second-guessed myself left, right, and center about everything. And then I was doing some shadow work, and... It was still a long process, but I came across an article talking about gods and goddesses and different deities and how they really help us with ourselves and help with our craft. And and when we approach one goddess and ask for help from them for their specific powers and, and abilities, then it makes us stronger, not only in that area, but in everything that we're doing, because it boosts that confidence or whatever the case may be in overallness. But in this specific case, we're talking about self-confidence and self-esteem. So that goddess, that deity, you may ask that, uh, I really fell in love with, well, you probably already know her name because you read the title, Amaterasu. And let me tell you, I kept fucking up that pronunciation in my head when I was reading about her a couple months ago. I fucked it all up. I kept calling her Teramasu, and that is not right. Amaterasu. She is actually a Japanese oriented, oriented, or fuck, you guys know what I'm saying. She is a wonderful, wonderful woman so let's talk about her first of all like I said we all struggle with self self esteem self confidence and we second guess ourselves all the time and really bring ourselves down so Amaterasu is going to help us with that I think it's going to be fun for us to start doing a few um, goddess spotlights deity spotlights where we start looking a little bit more into some of the not-so-famous-in-your-face deities and learning a little bit more about them and how they can help us when we work with them and just kind of help us in different ways in our our normal everyday lives, our craft life, and in our actual craft working. So, she's she's, she's amazing. Uh... The, the pictures, the pictorials of her are just gorgeous to begin with. There's a very, very big variety, but they all have that similar striking... Like, when you see her, you just... You just know that she's very comfortable with who she is, and it's... Just the imagery is just... Just, just beautiful. So, like I said, when our self-esteem is low, we have help ready to call. Ready to go. Amaterasu. She's the goddess of self-esteem, also the goddess of sun. Her name literally means to shine in heaven. So, let's talk about her. She's a sun goddess of the Shinto faith. She lived very, lives now, lived whichever tense that you want to talk about. Okay, let's back up a second. I'm really sorry about that. My I have my phone and my watch on silent, but it lit up. Normally I have it on Do Not Disturb, but it was my son. Um, as you guys know, Brady is 
worked for FedEx and he went to St. Louis like about a month ago and he's been staying over there delivering and he just called with some big news about promotion and all this other stuff so I'm super proud of him I had to take that phone call because I haven't heard from him in a while like actually his voice in a while um, other than when he called freaking out about the rainstorm he was in but like actually just to talk and catch up it's been a little bit usually just text because the time difference was only an hour but he's just so busy so I had to pause and take that so let's back up because I got a little off the track because I was so you know like why is my phone blowing up but okay Alright, so, Su, she's the sun goddess of the Shinto faith. She lived a very peaceful life in harmony with nature. She had herds of horses and gorgeous, gorgeous gardens full of silkworms. And silkworms were used for weaving. Uh, it's said that her brother, Susano, Susanu, Sorry, these names are... I really worked hard to try to learn to pronounce all these, so... It said that Susanu was, like, a total dick, and he was just super, super jealous of Amaterasu. He was super jealous of her. Um, Total ass. He was also very uh, chaotic and very destructive, and just... When he got angry, he would just tear the fuck out of shit. He was not cool at all. So, he got his jealous rage going because she's got, you know, this beautiful gardens full of silkworms that she uses for weaving, all these wonderful horses. She's living, like, the life, very peaceful and calm and happy and serene and just, you know, living her best life, doing her thing. She's having a good time, just doing her thing without anybody else and just, you know, doing it, having a great time. Well, out of jealousy, Susanu literally came in and slaughtered her horses and the silkworms, tore the fuck out of everything, like literally disrupted her whole fucking scene. I mean, tore up everything. And it was like, whoa, it was bad. He really did a fucking number on her life. So in Amaterasu, saw this, she was fucking, like, devastated. She was distraught by the scene. I mean, it was literally heart-wrenching, just... She was done. She was like, oh, my God, like, my life is just... Wow, because, you know, her brother, whom she loves, was like, yeah, um, I don't like that you're happy, so I'm gonna come in here and just, like, throw the fuck out of everything that you have, because I don't want you to be happier and peaceful since I'm not. Dick move total dick move but Amaterasu was literally like totally devastated by the scene um as soon as she saw what Susanu had done she was just like oh my god so she was so fucking distraught with grief and hopelessness that she ran away and fled to a cave to die too she was like I'm I'm done like I'm this is pointless like you know I can't be happy, he's gonna be, you know, mad, like, if my happiness makes people sad, blah, 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 she was done, she was done, so she took off and ran to this cave, well, legend says that, uh, this left the earth with no giving sun, making everything cold and gloomy and dark and dying, like, everything was dying because there's no sun, the sun went out when she went in that cave, 
evil spirits began to take over and run wild. People were dying from starvation since food cannot grow, since it's cold and gloomy and like everything's just dying. Humans gathered. Like, gathered together and they're like, we gotta do something. Like, this is insane. Like, we're what's left of us, we're dying off. We have to, like, figure something out. And the gods were, and goddesses that were there were like, okay, we've got to come up with a plan. What do we do? So, they gathered outside of the cave and tried to persuade her to come out. She refused. She's like, nope. She did not want to see or do or be around anything. She did not want to show her face ever again. Like, she was done. Like, I just want to die in here. Be done. Don't want to ever look at anybody. Like, I I don't want to upset anybody ever again. Blah, blah, blah. So they tried everything they could to persuade her to come out. It was not working at all. Like, she wanted no part of, of ever coming out of there. So, things got fucking bad. Like, really bad. The whole fucking earth was just dark and cold and gloomy. And death was literally hanging around. Evil spirits were literally running a fucking muck. Like, a muck, a muck, a muck. Running a fucking muck. And it, it was like fucking do or die time like we had to figure something out but then her sister Uzumi had a fucking idea so her sister started to dance and sing in like a funny way and was like super loud about it she was she knew what she was doing everybody was like what the fuck like we are literally in like dire straits here and Izumi is like making a joke out of it. She's laughing and having a good time and dancing crazily. Like they were very, very confused. They did not know what was going on. They were like, what is happening? Like we are dying. People are dying. Everything's gone to shit. What are you doing? What is happening? And then everyone started to understand what was going on. And they were really amused by by her and by the things she was doing because things have been so rough and dire that they needed this amusement. Like, they needed something to to make them smile again, to make them laugh again. They were really struggling. They were just... Everybody was just done. They felt Amaterasu's pain and they felt the same way. Like, they were just ready to be done because everything was just horrible. Like, think of apocalyptic times. That's what was happening. That's literally what it was like. And then you see a woman out there dancing and singing in a really crazy way. You're going to wonder what the fuck's up. But then you're going to, you know, laugh. And that little bit of, you know, old you inside there is going to come out. Because, you know, you need something to, to grab onto and try to have some hope somewhere something so the roars and cheers and laughter could be heard all across the earth all across every corner of the earth could be heard the loud laughing and cheering and and joy that was starting to come about and Amaterasu heard this 
and became very curious. She wondered why, like, what is happening? You know, everybody's kind of going on without her. She's, she's happy, she's realizing, that, okay, it's time to go. You know, everybody's finally moving on, we're, we're gone, blah, blah, blah. But she did not, did not want to show her face, did not want to come back out. She was still one to die, but she was very ready to just see what's happening because curiosity got the best of her. So, she couldn't hold the curiosity anymore. Well, Zumi knew her sister and was prepared. She knew that Amaterasu would be too curious and would have to take a peek. She would have to. So, Zumi was ready and she was holding a mirror for Amaterasu to see her reflection when she looked out. Her energy was literally shining so fucking bright that the light reflected back into her own eyes. And Amaterasu, sorry, realized how beautiful energy lit up the earth. Her energy was so beautiful and so bright that it lit up the earth. As soon as that cave door opened, it it went out everywhere. It lit the earth back up because she didn't know it was dark because she's in the cave. The light has always been from her. And so when Uzumi was holding that mirror, when... Amaterasu looked out, it all reflected back to her, and she finally saw she was the light. She was the one that created everything that everyone needed to survive. The happiness, the the beauty of everything was all Amaterasu. It was her. She was the one who created life and happiness. So the world became a much better place and Amaterasu finally understood her own worth. That she was the light. She was the one shining bright. She was the one that lit everything up and gave people life. She gave them the ability to live. She realized that they could not live without her. That the world was such a much better place with her that they needed her. She was needed. Her powers were needed. Her energy was needed. Just her soul alone was needed for everyone to survive. So, the quote that is unknown, um, I cannot find who the author of this quote, but I really actually love this a lot. So, First, we have to understand ourselves a little better and know how truly important we are to those around us and to the world at large. Without building true self-esteem from the inside out, creating true love of ourselves, we are limited in what we do. Her message to us is let your own light shine. See how important we truly are. And I think that's super important because, like I said, we are all struggling with self-esteem in a lot of different ways. Whether it be our looks, our jobs, our relationships, our all kinds of shit. Everything. How many times have you went to do a spell or a ritual or something and you second-guessed yourself and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I... Maybe I'm not this, or maybe I don't feel that, or, you know, maybe, maybe I just shouldn't bother with that. How many times has that happened to you? How many times have you tried to manifest something, and it didn't turn out the way you wanted, and you literally 
lost a little bit more self-esteem and lost a little bit more confidence. I'm willing to bet a lot. I'm willing to bet that this happens more often than we really notice or pay attention to, and way more often than we care to admit. But the problem has become that we've become so comfortable in accepting the fact that, eh, well, you know, it is what it is. We, you know, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm not this. I'm not that. We've become way too comfortable and just... When anything happens, that is our instant reaction. That is our instant reply. That is our instant thought. And it has to stop. So, what do we do? We are going to take some lessons from Mama Terasu. And we're going to actually put them to work in everything we do. The thing is... We have a very bad habit of just accepting standards and norms and bare minimums with ourselves. We don't accept it with others. We don't let others just pull the bare minimum in a relationship or at work or in whatever other ways. So why do we allow ourselves to do it, especially in our craft? We put so many limitations on ourselves and what we do. How many times have you went to do a spell or ritual or thought about it even and then stopped or stopped thought, thinking about it because you're like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah, I'm not that powerful. I, I, I'm not that low yet. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm not there yet. How many times? A lot. Because we all have been trained and hardwired to not believe in ourselves to not have that, that faith in ourselves, to not have unlimited expectations for ourselves. We set very mediocre expectations for ourselves because we don't want to disappoint ourselves when we don't make it happen. But why is it not happening? It's because we don't believe in ourselves, because we don't believe in our own abilities. We don't trust our power. We don't trust our guts. We don't trust our instincts. The same things that we have talked about since episode number one. We're on episode like a hundred and some now. It's the same things. Trusting your gut. How do we get ourselves to trust our gut? We build our self-esteem. We build our confidence. And Amateur Sue has taught us we have to build it from the inside out. We have to fix ourselves. Meaning fix our version of ourselves are what's the word I'm looking for our expectations of ourselves are limits on ourselves none of those are the word I was looking for it'll come to me later I'm like fuck and then I should like be like oh I'll go back and edit but fuck that it's too much work so we accept mediocre of ourselves and we are okay when mediocre happens because oh, that's the norm. That's all I can do. I can't do any better. I don't know how to do that. I'm not good enough to do that. I'm not powerful enough to do that. I'm not strong enough to do that. The fuck if you aren't, okay? You are so powerful and so strong and so amazing, but you don't give yourself enough fucking credit. And I'm guilty of it too. You guys have heard me literally talk about things like this forever. So many times I have been down on myself and dogging myself and this and that and blah 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 but we're not doing it anymore 
because she has taught us super self-confidence. She's teaching us to let our light shine, to bust down that fucking cave door. We don't need that cave. Fuck that cave. We don't need it. We don't need it at all. You know, it's funny because we talk about self-esteem and confidence and all that, but it really affects every part of our lives, and we don't always see that very clearly. Our self-esteem has literally been, like I said, programmed from day one to be low, because that is just how this fucking society works, unfortunately. Lots of people were lucky enough to be born into a family where they raised self-esteem, and they boosted self-esteem, and they... They really told their children how awesome they were all the time. Some, unfortunately, were not. Some of us were basically told in not so many words all the time they weren't good enough. They were constantly, you need to lose weight. You know, maybe you should go on a diet. You should start walking more. I don't think you should wear that. You You really think you should wear that? Let's get something a little more covering. Let's get something not so tight. You know, I really think that you should um, go on a walk. You should lose some weight. You can't do better than that. Well, yeah, you probably can't. Well, you know, don't you think you could do better? Yeah, I mean, why don't you try this? Why don't you do that? You know, I wish you would be a better player at this. I wish you would be better at that. I wish you do that. Sucks. Really bad. It's not easy to grow up (laughs) where that's all you hear but it's not just always just those words right out not always just that plain and blatant and unfortunately some things were not as direct and took me a lot longer to figure out what the point was Um, a lot of comments were uh, (laughs) damn it Cassie again well I, I didn't expect anything other of you or, uh, oh, I knew you would. I knew you. I knew you'd mess this up, or something like that. Those kinds of things were all I heard growing up. And my family is very vocal about how they feel, and they will never, never skip a moment to put you down, especially if there are more than one. If there's more than one person around, if there's a group of family members around, or even friends, if you were stupid enough to bring your friend around the family, like the extended family and everybody, you you were the butt of every joke. You were the expense. Everything was at your expense. And it fucks with you. It it fucks with your self-esteem. It makes you second-guess everything you do. And it really takes away every bit of your confidence. It keeps you inside the cave. It makes you never want to come out of that cave. And it makes you become a person that you are not. You put on a mask. You put on a brave face. You smile through it. And you be who they want you to be. You stay quiet. You follow the masses you do everything you can to blend in so you're not the one who's centered out so you're not the one who is most obvious to pick out of the group and to pick on and it stays with you 
for a very long time. That's why I spent so many years in the closet, not being true to myself, not accepting who I really am. Why I had nobody to talk to when I was seeing things, when I was seeing spirits, hearing spirits speak, when I was feeling their presence, feeling their energy, while I was feeling everyone else's fucking emotions and their energy and I had no idea why I would be sad for no fucking reason or extremely happy for no fucking reason why I would feel anxiety and fear and every emotion known to man for no fucking reason at all I didn't know why I had no clue why I felt any of the things I felt it was scary it was lonely it was depressing it made it made me understand why Amaterasu wanted to go to the cave and die. You just reach a point where you can't be everybody else anymore. You have to be yourself, but you can't. And rather than continue on being who everybody else wants you to be, you'd rather just not be anybody. so much easier to have somebody to have that safe space that 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 one person who felt like home that person who you could tell anything to most people have that in their mom they have a, a mom that they can that they say is their best friend they tell anything to uh, honestly I, I think for a long time I just thought it was me as a person because even my friends did that to me too. And I think it's just because they see my family do it so much that they just assumed that was how we were, that was normal, or I was okay with it because I really couldn't even open up to them and, and tell them some things, you know? It was so to the point that uh, my friends that I grew up with as like my best friends have no idea who the fuck I am. They don't even know me today. They they know who, they know of me, um, but they don't know the real me at all. They've never met her, and that's fine. That's that's fine. Because the day I saw Travis, um, I knew that I had found home, the home that I've been missing for so long, the home that I've been craving, the home that was safe and the home where I could just be myself. In the moment that I met him, I knew I'd found my home. And I was able to build that confidence back up that I uh, had shattered every fucking day as a child into a teen, into, you know, early, early adulthood. But I was uh, able to really out of the cave thanks to him but there's still a lot of issues that I can't come out of the cave on um, I mean now it's much stronger I'm able to more but for many many things it's still really hard to come fully out of the cave um, opening that, that cave door is pretty much as far as I get in a lot of things but 
Amateur Sue is, uh, she's helping open that door more and more. And I really thought this was something that was important to kind of share with everyone else because I don't know if anyone else out there has the same struggles I do, the same struggles I've been through, and needed some help because it's not always easy to ask for help, but this is something that is super important and I think that every single person in the entire world could benefit from Amaterasu, her story, her power, her energy, her light, and the message that she gives us. So I thought it'd be super, uh, super good to start with her as our first uh, deity spotlight. So um, let's go ahead and take um, oh shit, uh, a quick break. Uh, for me, it'll be longer than a few seconds. For you guys, it'll just be a few seconds. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Sorry for getting a little emotional at the end of part one, but shit comes out sometimes, so. <laughs> but, yes, I really, um, I'm really glad that I chose uh, Amaterasu for our first Deity Spotlight because she's helped me in a lot of ways, and I know she can help a lot of other people, too. And especially since it's something that everybody struggles with but doesn't always talk about. And in our craft, that is the one place we really need our confidence to be on point and as high as it can fucking be. Because we're badasses. Time to start acting like it. So let's let's break this down. Let's look at a few things of how the story of Amaterasu kind of breaks down and relates to us. Because obviously we don't have silkworms. Obviously, we don't have horses. Some of you guys might, actually. And some of us, some of y'all may have a psychotic dickhead brother who's just going to come and tear the fuck out of everything you love. Who knows? But either way, let's look at the metaphorical side of it all. Right? The cave. Cave is a metaphor for our own personal belief system and limitations that we put on ourselves. Unfortunately, we do this a lot. Our belief system is not only just our spiritual beliefs, but it comes down to our belief system in ourselves, our belief system in what we feel is how we should portray ourselves, how we should portray our abilities, our crafts, every side of us, because we wear multiple hats. Not everybody that you know knows the same version of you. And it's not because you are fake or you put on a show or you you put on a facade it's because we are more comfortable opening up and letting other people see our light more than we are others and that's okay but but 
does that make you happy? Does it make you feel less competent when you pull your back your light back and dim it down? Probably not. Because we all deserve to shine. So we're gonna we're gonna work on those parts of it. The cave walls. They basically set the precedence for what we believe we're capable of or what we believe we're worthy of receiving. And that is a big one. What we believe we're capable of. A lot of questions we get posts for in the group, a lot of messages I get, a lot of posts I see in other groups are... I'm struggling with this. I did it, but I don't think I did it right because I don't, I don't know what this means. I don't, I don't think it's working. I don't blah, 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 because we are not confident. So we want to approach it in a different way before we go into doing the ritual, before we go into doing the spell or whatever, or manifesting or whatever the fuck it is we're doing, we're going to go into it with a mindset that I'm, I'm going to nail this. This is going to work right away. This is going to, I mean, I'm going to nail it right away. This is going to work out. I am very powerful. I am capable of this. I've got this. I'm, I'm a badass. Things like that. We go in seeing the white cars we go in with the positivity we go in knowing that we are total badasses we're total baddies we're gonna nail it we got this shit the outcome is going to be different it's going to look the same in the physical world it will look exactly the same but you will feel it you will know that you got it you will know what's happening and you'll trust your gut more you knew the answer before you asked anybody i don't know what i don't know what this is i don't know what happened i don't know what this means you know what it means you know exactly what it means but you want that reassurance from somebody else because you don't trust your gut you don't trust your instincts yet and that's okay but let let's get you there okay let's get you to a point where you are bam oh hey I know what that means. Yep. Because it came to you already. You just need to believe in yourself. You need to believe that the right answer is what you have. You have the right answer because you are the one who came up with it. This is a huge changer for your craft in all kinds of ways. Think of all the spells and rituals and everything you do from here on out. You are not going to need to second guess yourself because you know the answer and you're going to be the one who's helping other people who are starting out who really haven't met Amaterasu yet and who don't know the power within them they don't understand it yet and you're going to be the one who's like oh no you got this and you're going to be the one you are going to be the Usami you are going to be the one helping out you're going to be the one showing them the light and it's fucking amazing we all need, we all need this. I just think the whole fucking world needs this. I wish this podcast can literally, this episode specifically, can be broadcast to the entire fucking world. Which can, I mean, we just gotta get people to come here. But this is such an important lesson. I just can't. And it's so good because this is not just for our craft, but this ties in so much with the world and our lives and our personal sides too. It's such powerful. I really think that 
Amaterasu came to me and really was like, hey, you need to tell my story. Because I have never felt so drawn to a deity in my fucking life, ever. Never felt so drawn to a story or had it just fucking hit me in such a way. And I've been working with her for a while. I've been working with her story and, and working on that side of things for quite some time now. But for some reason, something hit me like a fucking ton of bricks out of nowhere. and was like, hey, we gotta do this. She's gotta be our first deity spotlight. She has to be the one gotta look into her gotta share her story man am I happy I am because I just I feel so good talking about her I just feel so good talking about all of this it's just a just phenomenal and I know I'm like I'm saying like oh hey I'm phenomenal I am phenomenal you're phenomenal we're all fucking phenomenal we're all badass awesome people all right so again cave walls, they represent the, um, yep, <laughs> they represent what the perimeters that we've set for ourselves of what we're capable of. The cave is stone, it's solid, it's short, it's dark, and you can barely stand up in a cave because it's not, obviously, it's not up to code, it's not eight foot ceilings or ten foot fucking bolted ceilings or whatever. It's short, it's tiny, it's dark, it's wet, it's uncomfortable. You can barely stand up. So what does that mean? You can't reach your full height, you can't reach your full potential. If we stay in the cave, we're never going to reach our full potential. If we stay in there, we're always going to be just held back and limited and just barreled down. The cave is it's restricting us, but yet we feel safe and comfy in there. We feel like it's our safe space. Like it is just the place that keeps us safe from the outside world. The exit's right there. It's literally right in front of us. But the mere thought of what lies beyond, beyond our little comfy cave, is scary and keeps us holed up in here. We're just not going out because we don't know what's out there. We don't know how it's going to look. We don't know how it's going to sound, how it's going to act, taste, feel, touch. Uh, we don't know. So we're just going to stay where we do know. We know that the cave is dark and cold and gloomy. But we've become comfortable here. We've become safe feeling in the cave. We feel okay in the cave. It's what we know now. It's our new norm. So is the cave more of a prison than it is a protection? Is it keeping us safe or is it stifling us? Is it keeping us from reaching our full potential? Fuck yeah, it is. Let's bust that fucking door and grab some dynamite. We're lighting this bitch up. We are going to blow the door off and get the fuck out there. There are so, so many possibilities beyond those stone fucking walls. Everything we are trying to manifest is right outside that door just on the other side of it. Just open the door. It's there. It's time to step out into that light and shine it bright like the sun. It is time. It's our time to fucking shine. Let's talk about Usumi for a minute. Alright? So, Usumi 
knew what's happening. She knew that she needed to show Amaterasu how badass she really was. How the world was so much brighter with her than with her being locked away. So how do we how do we do that? How do we help other people? How do we be the Usumi for other people? We do that by never putting each other witches down. We don't gatekeep them. We take every opportunity we can to show them that they are awesome, that they are doing great, that they are on track, like they are doing the damn thing, and they are amazing. It's hard sometimes when you don't have these people super close to you and and the strangers on the internet that you may be talking to in a group or on a page or on TikTok or whatever, but that little bit of extra boost helps everybody. It's like, think of chipping away at that wall so just a little bit more light shines out from it and kind of helps add light to it and and every little every little like every little comment or every little interaction just kind of raises the fucking opening for that door just a little bit more until it fucking flies open we are a family all the witches on earth and there may be some on fucking Pluto or Mars or some shit I don't know yet we haven't got there but they're good so we're gonna talk about earth for now but we're all family we are all very special and the world's against us in a lot of ways yes it's becoming more acceptable to be a witch and more normalized and more open for everyone to know about but it's still a little stigmatized there are still people who would rather see us dead than share our craft so we have to band together we have to stick together we have to work together building each other up being there for each other this is what we do we're healers we are working on opening the door for ourselves but we can at the same time help open the door for others think of all these people who want to uh, denounce (laughs) witchcraft who want to see us burn at the stake who want to hang us who want to wipe us from existence they are all the Susanus okay Susanus sorry I keep mispronouncing it they are all our dickhead brother who has got some serious rage issues who's a jealous motherfucker and it doesn't matter we just, we're gonna fuck what he did. We don't care. We don't care what he did. We'll rebuild. They don't define us. Our items that we have, our, our ability to, you know, raise horses and silkworms and all that, that, that doesn't define us. It's who we are. Our soul on the inside is what defines us. And Amatera Sue taught us that because even though she did not have her horses anymore, she didn't have her silkworms, she didn't have her peaceful garden area. Susanu destroyed that shit like a fucking prick. She still shined 
bright. She still was able to light up the entire fucking earth. And that is the important part we need to remember here. So, we need to say fuck all the others. The people who don't want us around, the people who don't want us to be who we are, they don't matter. Okay? And if you instantly thought of, like, your family or something when I said that, I'm not being mean or hateful or anything like that, but you can't live for them anymore. You cannot live for other people. At some point, you have to start living for yourself. And once you do that, once you start making sure that you are also happy, look how fast things change. People either get on board and accept you, or they get the fuck out of the way. Those are the only two options we're giving people anymore. Because we are not going to let other people stifle our confidence, stifle our self-esteem, and hold us back. Because when we are down from these things, our craft suffers. We half-ass things. We just, oh, well, it didn't work. Oh, well. And then you don't want to do it again because you feel like a failure. But we're done with that. Amadir Sutas, really strong fucking lesson here. And Usami literally coming in with the assist on making this a banger of a lesson for us to learn and to understand and to give us their power and help us. Working with these deities is something that will stick with you for quite a while. When you find a deity that really resonates with shit you've been through or or things in your life, it makes a huge impact and you want to shout it from the fucking rooftops. You want to tell everybody because you want everybody to know how much it's a fucking life changer, a game changer, a craft changer. It's all the things. So any chance you get to be an Usami, do it. And if you ever get the chance to be a Susanu, do not fucking do it. So let's talk about some of the symbols associated with Amaterasu. Mirrors, sun, obviously, silk and silkworms, obviously caves, and then a lot of times there is a symbol portrayed and it's a mirror with um, jewels, with a jewel, or jewels, multiple, anyway, mine's being weird, and uh, a silkworm with it too, or a sword, I'm sorry. You will have to come up with your own version of a symbol or sigil if this is something you want to continue working with her on. You can do it in a variety of ways. You can um, carry a little pocket mirror with you. You can write an actual sigil out, draw one out. You can um, put a fucking sticker of a sun on something that you're going to see every day. Whatever you want to do that's going to remind you of Amaterasu and her story. Something that's going to, as soon as you see that thing, you're instantly going to, bam. It's going to instantly trigger that memory, that thought, that story, that everything. And it's going to help you. Because every time you see it, it's going to help build your confidence to stay here a bit more. And to the point where you're not even going to need to see it anymore. You're just going to carry and exude that confidence at all times. Especially when you're doing your craft. It may be something to incorporate these symbols with when you're when you're doing um, a spell or a ritual, or even if you're just doing like some tarot reading or anything, just work, any work at your altar, this would be a good opportunity to take um, whatever sign or symbol that you assign to her and to her story 
to represent it and this will be a time to put that on your altar or wherever you're working and kind of um, make it where you can see it at all times or see it when you're doing things and it's going to remind you of her and her story and the, the point the meaning at all times some of the colors are um, well some there's two uh, yellow and gold they both represent the sun obviously you can do a little color magic by adding a little bit of those colors to your altar so when you're doing your any work at it those colors are going to kind of stand out make you instantly think of her and her story and her message and it's going to start triggering where it automatically just kicks in your brain until you don't need those triggers anymore it's just constantly there because you are a badass and now you know you're a badass and you're acting like a badass because hey that's basically the fucking point so invoking Amaterasu so I am going to suggest uh if you want to invoke her her whole ass spirit and energy I'm going to suggest you be very careful um I'm going to suggest you cast a circle I'm going to suggest you have some type of protection ready to go you have um a plan to be able to cleanse yourself when you're done you remember to close the circle you are taking any and all precautions that you can to protect yourself like i said um when we do a full invoking we don't always know 100 percent who is coming through who we are going to invoke and in with us and there are a lot of times that the not so wonderful spirits will 100% portray themselves as who or what you are looking for just to confuse you or trick you and then they are going to come in hot and strong and fuck some shit up Susanu is going to be who fucking comes through basically so just use caution maybe take baby steps where we instead of doing a full um, calling on you know the four corners and then calling on Amaterasu to come in and basically invoke her into you maybe we start out a little slower with um a few other ways that we can kind of just invoke her her spirit her energy without invoking her wholeness to come into us does that make sense like we just want to do baby step invocation. We do not want to do like full body invoke. Like come into me and let's go tear some shit up right away. That may be something you want to work slowly with. Like I said, just to be on the safe side. Make sure we're not inviting some other Susanus basically in with us or into our body. Because that shit would not be good at all. So there are a lot of different ways that you can go about this. And we have um, a few suggestions things I use when I'm working with different uh, deities and everything so number one the most important thing is remembering that we're all different and we have different issues that keep us in the cave so adjust accordingly to your taste and style for whatever specific type of issue you have that's, that's holding you back from coming out of that cave so um for Amaterasu, you might light uh, a candle and close your eyes and call upon her to kind of help you um, exit the cave. Kind of ask her to help show you the way out. This way we're not inviting her in and be like, hey, I invoke you to come inside of me and to uh, get me out of here. We're just going to ask her to show us how to get out. 
I'm going to ask her to help us open that door. And you can do that in a variety of ways. Um, it honestly just depends on, like I said, what your issues that you struggle the most with when it comes to uh, confidence and self-esteem. It could be just very general, uh, like me who just suffered it in every aspect of my life. But if there's certain parts, you want to be a little more specific and manifesting that and working with her. Uh, you can use a mirror and ask her spirit to come in the mirror and show you the way, give you some guidance there. Um, maybe do a little scrying that way at the same time. Uh, and I suggest mirror specifically for Amaterasu because that was one of the symbols that represented her because that is what uh, helped her get out of the cave was seeing her own reflection of her light back in. You can use the power of the sun. You can literally go outside, stand in the sun, bask in it, and ask Amaterasu to help you open that door. And like I said, there's just a variety of ways. It depends on what you're comfortable with, what you feel most connected to, what you feel is more like your style. Because like I said, we're all different. We all have our own specific um, areas of this exact issue that we uh, need to focus on. So that is definitely up to you regarding how you want to go about that. So um, I do have some affirmations that I think will help us uh, kind of start our days off or anytime we're struggling. Honestly, anytime is a great time for an affirmation. I think affirmations should literally be like mandatory for everybody in the whole wide world because they change your life. You say it so many times, your mind really does start to believe yourself, which again is what we need for our self-confidence and self-esteem. But I think affirmations are great every day, all day long, and especially when you are targeting them towards a specific uh, reason or goal or whatever it is that you've got that you are trying to work on here. So um, these are just a few I came up with. Uh, My future is positive. My future is bright. I am powerful. I deserve happiness. I embrace my powers. I value myself. I believe in my abilities. I love and accept myself every day. I don't need others' validation. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, I can't read my own writing. I know. Sorry. I am stronger than my fears. I can face anything, any challenge. I am amazing. I can achieve anything. I am confident with who I am. I am, which that's a fucking powerful one. You can just add anything to it or you can say, I am. I am worthy. I am valuable. I am an asset to the world. I do shine bright. My light is strong. My light is bright. My light is important. You see what I'm going, we can go on and on and on. It really just depends on whatever parts you're struggling with most. But I think one of the most important things to remember here while we're working on building our self-esteem and our self-confidence for our craft and for our life is that you have to start with the inside out. Our 
A lot of us, our instant go-to is for our looks, our weight, our whatever. No, we're going to go straight inside first and work our way out. That is a very important key to remember. So, like I said, I, I think it is important for us um, to believe in ourselves and believe that we are capable of so much. Uh, we need to be our own biggest supporters. We need to be our own biggest cheerleaders because we are hardest on ourselves, so we have to stop that. We need to be our biggest our biggest supporters, our biggest number ones. So as you take the power of Amaterasu's, um, as you take the power of her with you, as you take her story with you, you'll start to notice your craft really growing stronger and your confidence is really going to start building up more and more of as you exit the cave and you start walking with your head up and held high and walk into that bitch like you have been doing it for years do your thing and bam reap the rewards from it because you know what you are a baddie and you deserve it Sorry, I literally just, uh, I might, the fan blew my, my page shut. I had a few more things I wanted to say. So, the motto for this, you are enough. Build your self-esteem from the inside out. It's your turn to shine. That is the motto associated with Amaterasu. I love it. I think it's super important. There's actually an old saying stemming from, um, Amaterasu's lesson. Whatever you believe yourself capable of, you're correct. What you expect from me, from or of yourself is exactly what you will receive. And that really is powerful if you think about it because we, if you say you can't, well then you're right because you're not going to. If you say you can, well you're right because you're going to and you can. So you're kind of right either way you go. You're going to be correct. So why not be correct with the badass one? with the super confident one. You have it in you. You are amazing. You are strong. I can feel y'all's power from here. I told you this in many episodes. When I'm recording, I don't know how, but I feel you guys sending me fucking messages. I feel you guys literally manifesting shit left, right, and center. Like, I just, I get full body chills. I get the feeling in my body a lot of times because I feel like you guys are so connected. I feel like we're just connected with strings just like how our chakras are and our auras and all these little strings. I feel like we're all connected all over the damn globe and we have these ties together and I'll be doing something at work or folding clothes or literally last week on the water on that Saturday, I swear, I was out there and I felt someone's energy hit me hard. That something, I, and I don't even know what episode it was, but I know that somebody was listening and it hit them hard because I felt that energy like revert back to me. And it's crazy. But that just shows you guys how fucking powerful you really are if I could feel that shit from here. So, you are badass. Do not forget that. You may be the only light in someone's life. And I really think that that is something for you guys to all remember. And 
really think about. You may be the only light in someone's dark world. So keep that cave door open because they need that light. And step out of the cave so you shine brighter. So take our story and keep it in your head, in your heart, and in your mind, on your mind. As you work your magic, uh, when you feel doubt, remember her story. Remember just who the fuck you are. A badass witch. That's all I've got for today for our goddess deity spotlight on Amaterasu. This has been fun. Um, I feel super hoof right now. Um, I always feel that way after a really great episode where I feel like I got like a lot, a lot of emotions out, a lot of, um, a lot of energy that's inside of me when I feel like I'm channeling, when I feel like somebody else's spirit entered me and kind of just spoke and it's crazy because I think I've told you guys this before. It's almost like a blackout. Like I just zone out and all the words come out like word vomit. It all comes out and then I just kind of like bounce back in and things are dizzying and head gets spinny and swimmy and it's weird but I think she came through and uh, helped share her story with everyone. So I hope you have an amazing day, week, month, year, whatever you are listening to this. Uh, We've got a lot of awesome stories coming up uh, as we dive into goddesses and gods, but they won't be one right after the other. They'll just be sprinkled in throughout the um, series. I think it's going to be awesome um, as we start diving into more and more deities and, and learning more stories. So we'll see who jumps out at us next. Um, I want to try to stay away from a lot of the, like, the mainstream kind of deities, the ones that everybody knows about, Hecate and um, Aphrodite and Isis and all of those. It's just, I know I never pronounce shit right, but I will when I start working on telling the stories and, and symbolism and the lessons and all the shit, how we put it into our craft. I will make sure that I... Do you know, go to pronouncewords.com first because y'all know I suck at pronouncing words, so. But, uh, find, uh, yeah, find me on YouTube at Cassie the Basic Witch. You can find me on TikTok, The Basic Witch 2020. Uh, my Instagram, Cassie the Basic Witch. Join our Facebook group, it is The Basic Witch. And it is the one with the green theme. I think the one with the purple theme may finally be gone. I don't know. I could be wrong. If you would like to have your episodes a week early, ad-free, and bonus content, you become a paid subscriber for 99 cents a month through Spotify. And you can actually sign up on Spotify, but you can actually use it in any of your players. So if you are um, an Apple Pie, an Apple Pie, Jesus if you're an Apple podcast listener, to listener um, or Amazon or any Google or shit, any podcast player you use, you will still get your unique feed, um, our RSS feed, so that you can still get all your ad-free content early on your favorite players. So, as always, if you have anything, let me know. I, I hope you guys have a great time. All right. Let's be love you bye.